Hello, strangers on the internet. Welcome to a very special mini-episode of Now That's What I Call a Video Games Podcast. Today's feature, Now That's What I Call a Drew Sandwich. Uh, <laughs> our beloved Adam cannot join us tonight. Luckily, Zach and I have a mutual friend who was kind enough to fill in for him. And his name is Drew as well. Say hello, Drew. How you doing? Hello, Drew. <laughs> get it? Uh, no, I, I, I get um, it. Question. Um... When talking to each other, well, I guess maybe just for Zach, how will you differentiate over the... Well, there's two ways I could... So, so first of all, I just want to say, technically this isn't a Drew sandwich because the Drews are making the bread. This is a Zach sandwich. Yeah, but see, no one really, like, Drew sandwich is just so much more catchy, you know? And it's just, you know, they hear Zach sandwich and they run away, right? Like... <laughs> I don't think people run away when they say his accent. Uh, no, yeah, they do. They totally run away. As far as differentiating, people can't physically see us, so the, the short, tall paradigm doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. so... Well, I mean, we could still just go with that. I'm short Drew and you're tall Drew, but then people would be... They don't... Yeah, that's fair. No, I, I'm, I'm down for saying short Drew and tall Drew. I'm also down for whatever... Um... So, for the, for the folks over the internet, if this hasn't been established yet... Drew is, uh, the other Drew, tall Drew, as we like to call him, is, is 6'5", and is, as you can guess, quite tall. And I am short, because I'm only 5'7". Yep. Um, let's go with that, then. We'll go with short Drew and tall Drew. And, and I, I wanted to talk to you guys about Dungeons & Dragons, is that okay? Is that something <sighs> you guys want to do? Oh, you oh. sound very excited, short Drew. Oh, oh yes. man. So... Uh, for context, for people who don't know us and see us every other day, um, we all know each other pretty well, and a consistent factor of our friendship is Dungeons & Dragons, or some flavor of Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, so... We've known each other since high school. Technically, yes. It's we very have true. Known... What? Yeah, technically? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so I, I barely met you in high school, but, uh, so... Unlike, unlike when Adam's on the podcast, we met him in college, but me and Drew have known each other forever since like middle school, and I think we've already established that, and mm-hmm. uh, short, Drew, short Drew here went to the same high school as us, so that's that all, that all comes together like that, so we've known each other for a very long period of time. And Dungeons and Dragons is how I became very good friends with Zach, because yes. before that it was just an acquaintance that I knew. Well, no, you were a friend, but we no. weren't, like, super close. Well, I got to in the Dungeons & Dragons, like, the summer after we started becoming close friends. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand and from what I remember, you guys play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, is that fair? Like, as far as I know, Zach, you've only you've been my only DM. My only my only Dungeon Master. <laughs> you've, you've, you've played in two <laughs> campaigns. And you played, like, three sessions in the I first played time. three. <laughs> I played three campaigns. I remember oh, I had a oh. I had a guest appearance in one. Yeah, you and, did. And I know that Drew has been a player in a lot of your campaigns for many, many years. Um, I yes. hear about them very frequently. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> I was going to say that since you guys have all this experience with D&D and you guys kind of indoctrinated me into the whole realm of elves yes. and bards and stuff. I know I brought you in. You did. You did. I didn't. I didn't think it possible. So what I wanted to ask is, based off of your experiences, there are plenty of ways to like you know start a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. There's plenty of ways to get a starter character. What I want to know is, 
How do you two design an inaugural session for someone who wants to start playing Dungeons & Dragons? Like, what steps do you take? What assumptions do you make? What do you try to avoid when there's someone new who's kind of afraid but wants to get involved in the fantasy realm of bards and elves? So and are you talking about, things? like, creating a character or creating a world? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the first time you and a bunch of people get together in a room and decide to play a game. Like an actual session of Dungeons and Dragons. Like the different factors around creating that, like, two-hour, three-hour, five-hour thing that you do and hopefully making it fun so that they want to come back and do it again. So, um, I have lots to say on this. Do you want to start, though, Drew? I'm going to let you go it's... first, and then I'll <laughs> interrupt you as I see that. That's great. Oh, great. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, for me, first session is... Um, the, the way first session gets handled on my end is... It's either a character creation session, and, and you're saying after that. It's like the first, first like, play session that you do. Let, let's, let's, let's normalize it out. I'm saying the first play session. This yeah. is a hypothetical person who already has a character, already has been tangentially introduced to the group, but this is the first time they're actually playing Dungeons & Dragons or some kind of role-playing thing. Okay, like, so... So I just want to lay some groundwork first, is that before the first session even happens, you need to mm -hmm. do a few things, and, and that's this is happening during, during character creation, in which you go over what that player wants out of the game and what they expect out of the game, mm -hmm. and you go over what kind of game they want to play. So that way I, as the game master, can make that for them. And that's that's like I already pre-established, you need to have that before you go in. Um, my main goal is to to first of all engage the players, and uh, to sort of pull in a player, and again, this comes back to a lot of like what they asked for. Like before the first session even happens, I need to know what they want. Okay. If you're looking, okay. if you're looking for high drama, then you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be in like the ballroom or the courtroom or something like that. I I have no if idea what you mean by that. Can you can you clarify just a bit? Okay. So. Uh, <sighs> Um, so if somebody wants drama, if they're like, mm -hmm. oh my god, I want to do political drama or something, then... Do you mean intrigue? Intrigue, fine. Drama works. Drama's the more general term. Well, Whatever. okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off right there, because I feel like every game is gonna need drama, otherwise it's not interesting, right? Like... Okay, I'm talking... I understand. Like you, you need drama in every game. That makes that makes a lot of sense. But I'm talking about like the more complex intrigue is probably a better word. But the idea that the focus on interpersonal drama, as opposed to a lot of other Dungeons and Dragon style games, where it's maybe more focused on beating up monsters and collecting their loot. There's a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragon style games that are. There's there's a lot of them that focus less on the like interpersonal drama of politics and more on the like functional like how to run something or organize people um some of them focus some of them are like war campaigns where you're you're doing different missions and things like that and there's there is interpersonal drama obviously but again it takes a little bit of a backseat to usually usually you're taking a backseat to combat but you can take a backseat to all those sorts of mechanical and non-mechanical systems so oh, okay. for you, it's very important that you understand what this particular player needs. And I understand that. I understand that, like, that's a session zero question. 
Um, assuming that's taken care of, and I guess with the assumption that what they want is in tune with this group, like, obviously this is going to be someone who's being introduced to a group of people. You know, maybe they know someone, someone tangential to it, but I'm talking about pulling in someone who is new to the entire D&D experience, right? Okay, so, so one of the first things I would do, um, so the first thing I like to do in every session is is give us a little bit of a smorgasbord of all the different things to expect during a session during that first session. Like, uh, okay. the way I think a tutorial should introduce you to, like, every major concept of the game. Um, the first session needs to show you everything that you can do. So, okay. um, if, it, if I were doing Dungeons and Dragons or, like, or something, and someone's like, oh, I want to do this and that and the other thing, I would make sure to have these aspects. The other thing is... If your character's written, your backstory's probably written, and I, I, I hound players a little bit to have at least a little bit of a hook of a backstory, so that way... It makes it much easier to do stuff when that's done. Yeah, exactly. Well, what, do you, so, what do you mean by that, Drew? Like, uh, again, like, I'm the, I'm the most, I'm the most inexperienced D&D person here. Um, just for, okay, so for, for me, as I've... DM'd and been a player, but I'm generally more often a player. I'm, I'm sorry, and I thought you'd only be a player. Oh, he's 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 game mastered before. Um, I oh. <laughs> there is there is a somewhat infamous campaign that he ran. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, tell me about that. Uh, I want to hear about your time as a DM and your infamous campaign. Oh, um, well, it kind of I'm kind of disappointed in myself with how I handled it. Um, okay. I got very uh, I ended up doing something that I shouldn't have, which is railroading players. Uh, basically, I got caught up in making a story instead of letting them explore the story, and oh. kind of like nudged people along in a direction. And because uh, people ended up like losing interest because it wasn't uh, like I didn't have enough. Uh, I did too much of some stuff and not enough of other stuff and uh, sessions ended up being kind of like uh, monotonous, I guess. I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like I didn't um, give the storytelling experience that I was going for. Like, um, yeah. since I did, since I've DM'd, um, I've been reading a bunch of like other people's like, uh, like the angry GM and stuff. Uh, other yeah. people's like, the, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the stupid word. <laughs> well, I mean, I I feel like I would do the same thing, right? Like, I would I would have what I would want players to do, and what I think they would think is fun, kind of what you said about Session Zero, Zach. But, yeah. like, I would probably also, like, really upset people, because, like, I can't read minds, and maybe they want to do something else. Is that what happened? Like, you, you were directing. It wasn't so much, it was basically... I guess the way to put it is that I kind of had a plan for how I wanted each session to go, and I've realized now that uh, you should never plan anything. Uh, you should just have like a couple like key points that you're gonna go with, and then just kind of let them like create the world as they go. Um, you'll find that Zach uh, generally GMs by the seat of his pants. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. I don't entirely game master by the seat of my pants, but. Um, as a, a first session, though, getting back to the main point, is oh, usually right. a first session is much more planned. Um, it, it's usually a, a much more contained space, um, and, and that's not always the case. 
Um, especially with veteran players, you can have all sorts of crazy stuff. But I mean, I don't. Know. My original question was, how does a first session work, right? As someone who's never had to worry about planning one, can I can I break down my entire planning process and so then we can keep going? <laughs> sure, sure. I got like um. Anyways. Just, just do me a favor and give it. Give me a high level. A high level. Yeah, I'm gonna give. Well, I was going over the high level. So, so once okay. I have everybody's sort of like character backstories and things like that, and especially with the new player, I try to take the character backstory that they have or whatever they have for their character, and I try to incorporate that into what the first session has going on. And I usually mm-hmm. try to provide aspects, even if they're not obvious aspects, but different ways that different scenes can play to that character's strengths, and sort of give them mm-hmm. an in. To do a little bit of maybe a little bit of role playing if they're they're like that. Um, I know you drew when you started playing. You were still like a theater kind of guy, so I knew you'd have an easier time playing into your character. Um, that's for the latest campaign. I've I've gotten better over the years. I wasn't as good about it before, but I mean I think that's like the one thing I do adequately in a D and D game. Like my characters, from what I know, are like horribly optimized. They are not set up to win at all. Like, I'm always stealing your books and trying to find out a spell that will work for the session at hand. And it has bit my ass. <laughs> I have yet to use that little imp character, and I really want to. Oh, you really should. Um, I want but, uh, to, I want to. But the, uh, so yeah, so I try to do that. And so the next thing I try to do is I try to up, uh, in- put all the gameplay that is required. If it's just a one-shot, then you can do whatever in terms of this. Mm-hmm. Like, all the game aspects are going to be the game aspects. But you want to focus on the important aspects for, say, like a longer campaign if you're going to take them on a journey. Um, that that sounds like a term, Zach. That sounds like I, a whole term. Taking it's, them on a journey. You told me high level, so I'm going high level. Um, no, no, it's fair, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so... And then when it comes time to run the first session... Um, I always, like, what I try to do is I try to make sure that the new player feels included in the game, and that they feel like they have, yeah, uh, that's great. Um, I don't know if they're going to be chanting that by the end of it, but they will after session three. So, so you encourage indoctrination, you encourage friendship, and you encourage all the little things that's the whole reason we play, right? Like, like like it's not fun if you're doing it with people you don't like, right? Yeah. Well, Yeah. But I'm saying, like, that to me wouldn't be intuitive. It, it, it's all about, for, for a new player, it's all about providing a good experience for that new player. You want to make yeah. sure they had a good time, because you want them to show up to the next session. <laughs> that's the right. core of it. Yeah. For, for that, all that, the players, that's it's all about socializing and driving the GM insane. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> Zach had a real problem for a while with people just, like, you know, being there and get, just the sidetrack. The sidetracking was was unreal. Yeah, no, the side sidetracking is unreal in our main group. It is <laughs> like Drew, Drew. We're part of like a group that meets like once a month, and it's in person. And I think everyone, except for Shane, but um, everyone like a, like mentally agreed and put away their phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We make a whole event out of it, and that's why I really like it. Like, there's yeah. always food. There's always a lot of materials to write on. Uh, sometimes we play music like that yeah. for me makes it super fun. Well, okay. We don't like uh, most places have like food and stuff, but they don't have Haley's food. So it's kind of like, oh my God. 
Um, <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm shamelessly plugging my girlfriend and her cooking ability. She's she is good at cooking. Um, I, I I just want to follow up and say that that the other group that we have, the, the what I call the main group, um, they like <laughs> almost every session they would always have their like phones out or their computers out. And uh, I had to yell at them to get off of those things, and then they're like, "No, but my character stuff is on there," and I'm like, <laughs> "My right. God!" Um, that gets to um, that gets to a question for me. That like, how how strict are you with those kind of rules, though? Like, because I feel like um, every group is different, and if you want to make people feel included and happy, you you give them some leeway. Like, if I went in and you were just like, "Drew, this is how you're gonna fucking do your shit. This is how you're gonna play a game. Well, it's gonna be great." I would be mad. I would not go to another follow-up. So, like, so you've got your computer up a lot, right? Zach doesn't really do... Uh, he doesn't yell at you because you're paying attention. That's really all yeah. he wants. He wants to engage. It's true. I, I just want people engaged. Actually, let me let me clarify that a little bit more. There would be times where I would say things and certain people... And so certain people... I hope they're not listening to this podcast because I'm still angry at you about this. Um, <laughs> so it basically, I'm like... Um, it. It basically tells me as a game master that I'm not being engaging enough, which I'm trying to get better about over time. Um, and I think I'm much better at it now, but... Uh, it, I, I would it, say you are, like, just based off of what I know, and I know a very little bit about, but, like, I know that, like, this most recent campaign, like, I'm very engaged the whole way through. Yeah. Our, our hypothetical stranger, though, our hypothetical person, uh, uh, let's call them Alex? I have a friend named Alex who, who wants to get into role-playing games, and then he just never joins. Oh, man, then we're going to talk about him yeah, or her. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get Alex to play Dungeons & Dragons? That is our, um, that is our goal. Gotta get him to, the, like, the thing. Yeah, you, you gotta you, get him to show up. That's all right. Getting people to physically appear at your place where you're going to be having your game, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, no, the hardest part about getting a group together is just getting them together. It's 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 all coordination and scheduling and making sure everyone meets up at the same time. There are memes aplenty about this exact phenomenon of people not being able to meet together. Like, you know, it's like, what are we? Gamers. What do we want to do? Play. What do we want to play? Oh, Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Monday? Oh, I think none of those work for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it turns into a total mess. It is, and it is one of the most legitimate uses of those like online scheduling programs I have ever. Like, it's the most used thing I have ever done for any Facebook poll I've ever done. Um, <laughs> for any like godsend for this kind of shit. Oh yeah, Facebook. Facebook is pretty great for it in terms of just getting everyone into the same group. That's that's another thing is is uh when you're starting a group and when you want a new player is you want them in communication like. I like to keep people in communication with the other players, and it's usually because the groups that I make, they're everybody's friends with each other. But if you can, but if you have like a bunch of strangers that are all playing, um, you don't necessarily need to have that. But you do need to have. You most definitely need to have the scheduling. So you, you as a DM, you provide that. Then you provide like a scheduling tool. You provide like this is where we need to be. These are the routes to take. Like, that's, that's something that you feel you kind of need to give to people. Otherwise, it's like, they just get lost. Well, I mean, okay, so so the scheduling portion of it is usually usually a group affair. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, usually you're, you're, like, everybody talks about when they can meet, because everybody, like, there's an implicit understanding that, like, we, we all want to play this game together, so mm-hmm. we need to all figure out, like, when we can play it together. Okay. 
So then we, we provided Alex with a scheduling tool. We've given him a time and date and an Uber ride over to the house where you will be you will be doing your first <laughs> session. So or lift. Uber. <laughs> you, but, you, you're paying for the first lift because it's the first time. Yeah, uh, wow, right. that sounds like so much. I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, yeah, he's there. He's there. People are there. You provided some food. You've got some, I assume, paper and pencils. He sat down and the first round begins. What else is missing from the situation that you would account for? Well, there's dice and character sheets and all the like physical materials, but that's that's, I, I figure that's all pretty covered. Um, I, I like to have a map uh, when I'm doing an in-person game. It's mm-hmm. super helpful in terms of like, because I usually end up doing something like D&D or something that's that's more fantasy or more combat oriented. When you do, you want the map. And you okay. want the map out, you want to be able to draw on it, and you want to be able to show things that, because usually combat is an important aspect. If I don't plan on having like a combat or the combat that does exist is like, say like fate where the map doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm. then then no I, I wouldn't bring a mat um but I, I do find it um useful in that way um it, it's also useful for the mat is it, it's a way to tell the players that like hey guys it's time for D. there's a mat on the fucking table and that's not usually <laughs> happening it's about to go down yeah, so thanks. like very blatant signals that they should pay attention yeah um, just, just, it, it, it's small scenery changes like that. Like, sometimes, like, pulling out, like, like, uh, yeah, like, I, every player has learned this within the first session that, like, I whip out the Space Marines combat's about to start. Oh. Uh, no, I, I've noticed that. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, have, I have a question for, for Short Drew, if he doesn't mind. Because yeah. we, we've been hearing a lot about the DM's perspective of introducing someone new. Um... But for, like, other players who maybe are experienced and want this new person to have a good time, um, like, is there anything that you do? Because, like, Drew, you're, like, Uh, one of the most inviting, friendly people I know. So, for, like, uh, actually, I could just go with the people. So, for our campaign, the -hmm. way I helped was I got all the materials together. Okay. Um, And by all the materials, I mean the materials that other people were using, not the... Because Zach has his like little D and D box. I do. Okay. I have my, my Dungeons and Dragons I, I, box. Basically, what I did was it's, I grabbed. It's beautiful, by the way. It's very impressive. It's entire. It's so beat up. I have had that. I have had that for like the last six years. But it's, it's full it's of still... sweet loot. It's full of books and dice and all kinds of cool things. Yeah. Anyway, so what I did was I printed out the character sheets. Um, I stole pencils from work. Um, what else did I do? Work. Oh, I helped people make their characters. Um, which oh. is something that irks Zach a little bit. <laughs> it does. Um, I, I'm always slightly irked when Drew help, helps, I'm doing air quotes, but um, <laughs> helps people make their characters. Because I can't I'm always see worried. the air quotes. It's, it's okay. I, I just said I, I just said it, so it's all... It's, I, but it's I don't there. know if they're really there. Sorry, it's, sorry, I'm interrupting. Right. Anyways, um, anyways so, so, so Drew, his, his, like, sometimes I think his idea of helping someone make a character is making it for them. Um, um, hey, hey, <laughs> yes, I do make it for them because they don't know what they're doing, and I ask them everything that they want, so Zach, do... if there's a specific, like, for Shane, for a Shit. person in our group, um, we, I made the character, like, in 30 minutes the night before our first session, um, because I was like, hey, 
do you want to do this thing? And he's like, oh, I've got nothing better to do and my life's lonely, so let's do this. <laughs> so, um, we, uh, the way we were making our characters was we rolled four dice and took the top three result. So uh, I had him do that six times. We had the stats. I asked him, all right, Shane, what do you want to be? And he's like, I want to be a bruiser. And I'm like, is there any, like, kind of thing to that? And he's like, no, I just want to be able to take hits. So I was like, you know, barbarian, boom. And then I was like, all right, what kind of race do you want to be? Do you want to be like a normal person? What? And then he ended up picking Dragonborn because that sounded badass to him. And then he, like, I was like, okay, backstory. And he's like, I'm going to, you know, he's kind of like a drifter con man sort of thing. So I picked the, there's like a... Uh, oh, man, background. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, whatever. Charlatan. There we go. And then I literally just filled out the rest for him because he doesn't really understand. Like at the time, he didn't understand how the mechanics worked, and I did. Um, so I just needed those. So, like, so here's 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 why I end up having an issue with with Drew helping make their characters is that Drew uh-huh. filled in the rest <clears throat> of the mechanics, as in like probably told Shane that he can enrage and then like didn't tell him the significance of that okay um, well he didn't need to know that at the time and that's why I didn't say anything about it but well here's the thing Shane has come to a follow up session so whatever you two have both done it, it worked to some degree right like yeah yeah um, he, he definitely enjoyed himself more the second time than he did the first time. Yeah, and I think okay. part of that is because not everybody was new this time. <laughs> okay, okay. I think more probably smooth. more importantly than that is that I was ready for Justin. I was ready for Laura. I was ready for Haley, who are the three new players of this campaign. I was not fucking ready for Shane. <laughs> I, like, I, I didn't have anything for him. I was just like, oh, sh-. I wasn't expecting this. Um, and so I was cool with him showing up, but I just, I didn't have anything that was going to work well for this character. Um, and, but yeah, like, like actually taking Laura and Haley and Justin, those are three people who had never, well, Haley kind of had, but, uh, Justin and Laura had never really played like a D&D game campaign before. And so I, I, if you remember the very first session of our game, I um, didn't know that was their first session. I thought they had played before. No, oh, no, that was their first session. Wow, so, I am impressed. Like I, and this I is Haley's totally first experience. I'm playing a character more than once. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so Justin and Laura. Um. You'll you'll notice I. There wasn't a whole lot for Haley that that first session, but I mm-hmm. knew she would show up to future sessions because she's dating Drew and Drew is going to show up to future uh, sessions. Well, so you so uh. so you can just like, neglect my girlfriend. That's what you're saying. No, I've been. It, it's been a perennial issue for the campaign. I just haven't had anything great for her. But next session, <laughs> I always promise next session for Haley. <laughs> I know, right? Next <laughs> session. Next session, Haley. <laughs> I swear, I swear it's coming. Um, but uh, but but for Justin and Laura, you'll notice like. Half of half of the first session was all about Laura's character. The other half of the first session was all about Justin's character. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So you 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 actively theme campaigns around characters, and you it seems like you switch it up to make sure that everyone gets a turn. And if you had yeah. someone new, you'd act. Actually, this is interesting for me. So, like, if you had someone new who wasn't very familiar with the mechanics, would you still focus that first campaign around their story? Like. Um, I would open up the first session and give them the impetuous to do something. Like, okay. like 
it, it depends on the person as well. Um, okay. So, if the person's sort of shy and they don't want to talk as much, then I let them hang out in the background a little bit more. If they're more okay. like boisterous, say like yourself, if I had like a big theater kid show up for a D&D game, then I'd let them uh, take fucking center stage. They want to be terrible. center stage. <laughs> they they want to be center stage, you have to give it to them. Like, you want to make sure they're having fun. And again, mm. that's this is why you want to go into the game knowing what those players want out of it. And you need to just deliver on what they want. Um, I, again, I could get into the nitty... I, I could probably get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but it would, it would require, like, what do they specifically want, so how can I give that to them? Well, I, again, I just... I keep wanting to go back to this example of Alex, the person I don't know and Drew doesn't know, but you kind of know, and he I, wants to be involved in D&D. So, guy who wants... Well, <clears throat> the reason he doesn't join is, is more due to scheduling and the fact that he's... Okay, but pretend... Um, sorry, Alex, but you're a little flaky. I, I'm thinking um, the hypothetical. Like, I don't know Alex as a person, but I'm saying the, the hypothetical character. How would you get him to stay after one session, knowing what you know about this person who feels a little awkward around new people? Um, <laughs> First, he would make sure that you and I are not in that group. <laughs> No, actually, that's Drew... not true. <laughs> so, so uh, Drew A and Drew B, you guys are actually pretty fantastic at um, helping people get into the game. Drew, uh, short Drew, that's because you've been doing it for so long. Like, you, I, I, I am a little irked that you're like superseding the person's character a bit, and they they won't know their character as well. But you can kind of like point and say, hey, use this thing, and then they use that thing, and they they feel good about doing that thing. And I can I can attest to that as well. Like I've taken advantage, Drew, 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 either Drew B or Drew Short. I don't know anymore, but <laughs> I have definitely I've definitely been like, hey, so I don't know what spell to buy, and you can very easily come over and be like, you should do this. This would be really cool for you. And yeah. that's actually been really cool for me because mentally I still take credit for it and feel really cool about having that magic spell, even though it was all someone else kind of pulling the strings behind me. Well, I mean, I only pick what you'd want to do anyway. It's not like... Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it's appreciated. I'm, yeah. I'm giving you a compliment. So, oh, thank you. So the other thing... The other thing so so, so that's, that's on that's on Shortru's end. Shortru is actually really helpful as a player, is that he'll go over to other players and be like, oh, are you trying to do this thing? He de- You know, Drew tends to be very good about that. Uh, Tall Drew, you, you on the other hand, um, you have a personality. Like, there's a reason you have a lot of friends, Drew. <laughs> I, I like okay. that's like, accusingly. <laughs> God, there's there's a reason you have a lot of friends, Drew. I know. I, I I'm like I'm accusing you of being really good at socializing. Um, but yeah, like um, you have the sort of personality that people want to hang out and talk to usually. Um, like you don't tend to turn people away, and you tend to be fairly cognizant of like giving people a chance to speak out. Like short, Drew has less, but he's played games for long enough to know that he needs to give those players space. Yeah, I tend to just talk over people, like, all the time. It's just how my family has always done it, so that's how I always do it. And I don't realize that sometimes, like, uh, my personality is just strong enough to, like, overwhelm other people, and they'll, like, start talking, and then I won't even realize it, and then I'll just talk over them, and then they'll stop talking. So it's something I'm working on as a person in general to not do as much. So, so, and, and even when he starts doing it, I know Chor Drew well enough that I can just be like, Drew, let him go. <laughs> and he, sometimes Drew listens. So, like, it, it almost seems like it's 
I, this is a weird metaphor, but it almost seems like if you know the player, you as a DM know the players, it almost doesn't matter that the person coming in doesn't, because maybe you rely on everyone to kind of make this person feel welcome. It's like a whole new new kid on the block situation. Yeah, um, if, if you have like a whole bunch of strangers coming in for a group, then a lot of the work's going to sit on you as the game master. But with, yeah. say, like you guys, it's a lot easier to sort of, uh, to, to quote Drew, assimilate people um, or indoctrinate Assimilate, them. indoctrinate. No, it's, it's all good. Um, I keep thinking of zombies. I keep thinking of zombies for some reason. I don't know why. Um, you might have something there. <laughs> uh, so to reiterate, it seems like not planning so far ahead, being open to new people and new people talking and new people having oh, yeah, their moment um, of the sun. So there's there's a little bit. Um, if if you're playing a long campaign, having the big story beats, having the biggest of the story beats in before you start is good, and probably more importantly than that, having the like fundamental question and how those questions can be resolved is probably more important and that's that's a little bit getting more into campaign design and um getting into but, sort of like setting up the game but it, it it's very important to sort of like know where it's going during the first session like you, you want to have somebody like have a vague idea of where this where this shit's gonna end up by the end and that's why character creation and backstory is so important because yeah. the dm for the first session needs like plot hooks to make characters interested in doing stuff, right? Oh, I've, de like, I've definitely noticed you guys doing that. Like, sort of leaving... You almost you almost structure your campaigns like little anime episodes, where at the end you've kind of got this little tidbit at what could happen next. Yeah. That's, that's, an, active, <laughs> oh, right. that's an active choice, I'm assuming. I assume that's I, something that's, you do intentionally. He's been working really hard at that, and he's super glad he noticed. <laughs> what did I do? I was, like, I was like sitting in the car with Short Drew... Um, what was it over the weekend? Um, literally telling him about all the little things I've been adding in. Um, like, and, and I, it's been showing, Zach. Your hard work is paying off. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, I I would give you some hints, Tall Drew, but I I I really only trust Short Drew for some reasons. Like somehow he doesn't tell people. I think it's because he forgets a little bit and then comes to session <laughs> again. You know, I get accused of that a lot. Can it just be that I'm like a good secret keeper? Why is it that I have to be like forgetting everybody's secrets? <laughs> you guys can't see that Haley's giving me a look like really, <laughs> really. I mean, yes, really. I'm also I'm, I'm also keeper. I mean, I'm, I'm fine for that particular campaign that you don't trust me. I, I'm i only a little hurt, and I'm only going to, you know, cry for, like, a few minutes. But I think the established intrigue bit is very important. You know, like, you you have that to be continued. And I think if I was new to something... Sorry, I, it's The other thing is, is giving the players something to aim for at the end of the first session is very important. Like, oh. if, you, if you completely wrap up a, a, a thing and then you're done... Then, mm -hmm. uh, then they're done. Yeah, then they're done. The new player's just like, oh, okay, we're done with this. Why do I have to come back? Uh, <laughs> and so you gotta, you have to be pretty careful about that. Is is like by the time you get to the, the end of the first session, you're just like, here's the intro to the rest. Unless again, unless again, you are doing a one shot. In which case, yes, please end it. Do not put a fucking cliffhanger in a one shot. <laughs> I, I think that's maybe. 
that may be an edge case, unless you're trying to use the one shot to sort of make someone interested in doing more D&D later. Which I don't think yeah. you would. I think based off of everything you've told me so far, a one shot is for experienced players, not so much for someone who's like trying to get their feet wet. Which is weird so because it, you would think with getting your feet wet, you would want something that's like kind of small that you could like walk away from. One shots are really good at getting players introduced to role playing games. Like you can do a longer style okay. game, or you could do a one shot. And the reason why okay. is, like, the, the the one caveat is, the one shot has to be very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you want to do a bunch, you want to do a one shot with a bunch of new players. It's usually to try out new systems, complicated systems, simple systems. Uh, medium range systems um, and all sorts of different weird ways of, of playing the game because you can just sort of throw it together and play it it's one night you're done um, okay. but for new players doing sort of like the tried and true handing out like a pre-made character to them and sitting down and just having like a goofy one shot is a way of getting players to be like that was really fun um, let's okay. do it again and then what you can do is be like alright cool so let's let's go back and do that character making session um and then the one after that, we can start playing again. I you see, know, we'll, we'll start so, up like a whole new thing. So maybe I was maybe interpreting that wrong. I think the bigger takeaway would be having a clear goal. Whether you're doing a one-shot or a continuous campaign, like that first entry, like if it's a one-shot, something simple that you can get done in that one session, or something that yeah. is established very early on, is like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm a, yeah. I'm a dragon slayer, I need a dragon to slay. I'm a thief. I need to fucking steal some shit. Yeah. So, so, so here would be a, a good one-shot structure of getting people into Dungeons okay. and Dragons. Okay. Um, you all have been hired as mercenaries to root out a goblin cave. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, you run across some uh, villagers who don't like the goblins very much, and then you. Um, but then uh, you find that the goblins have actually been protecting the village from an evil necromancer. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have like you got you have your twist, which is the goblins are actually protecting the village. Um, so you root them out, and the necromancer shows up, and then you're like, oh shit, and then you, you have an epic conversation. Oh shit. Yeah. So, so and then you're like, oh shit, there's a necromancer dumbing down here. We gotta take care of that, and then you have an epic confrontation with the necromancer. You destroy it, and you save the village. End of session. Everyone gets paid. And Alex is super happy, and will come back for another full yeah, campaign. Then, Exactly. Totes with goats. Totes with goats. So if I may summarize summarize what I've heard from you folks, the important things to making a first session for anyone, not just Alex, are Mm. to actually not plan too far ahead, but to instead listen to what this new person wants. Is that fair? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Have a clear goal. Have lots of snacks. Have lots of pleasantries around to make them have happy times. Yeah. Um, some kind of, hungry okay, players exactly. or angry players. I, ideally, ideally Haley's cooking, but if you can't get it, like something <laughs> pretty. Okay. Yeah, you know, some second second rate stuff works too, like chips and you know, uh, okay, box brownies. Whatever players yeah. like eating, just bring that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, establishing intrigue for not just that player, but maybe the entire group, and ultimately maybe relying a bit on the group to be a group of people you trust to have a new friend and to not make them scared and terrified. Yeah. Okay. That's most of it. All right. Yeah. The last part can be difficult sometimes, but yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. (laughs) Well, 
cool. Um, anything else? We're getting a little bit. We're getting a little bit towards the end here. But if there's any final thoughts um, you have for the first session, the beginning. So I have I have a question for you, and I just want you to answer it. Um, okay. Quickly. Sure. Um, so your the first session you had in our current campaign. I know it's not your first game overall. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to rate it on a scale of. Of wait of wait. of naked human to full dragon. Well, That's, I mean, get it's it? a naked scale. Human... No. Uh, no, no, too much yeah, of a scale. Okay, how about this? On a scale of a complete muggle like normal thing to high fantasy knight. No, still not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I let's, understand let's... what you're saying. Is, is wait, this... important scaling. Important scaling. We're gonna go for muggle doesn't even know about wizards. To, holy shit! I am the ultimate wizard. He is motherfucking uh, Dumbledore with the goddamn Elder One. I understand. What am I rating? That no, the, uh, the, the first session. The first, very first session of our current campaign. Okay, I would say the first session of this campaign was, damn, I am like a senior at Hogwarts. I have all these sweet magic spells, and I'm pretty naked. So, <laughs> why are you naked? Because that just that means I'm a really good wizard. I don't even need robes. He's so oh. squishy. Yeah. Fun fact: he's actually a bard. <laughs> ah, he's a bard who wanted to be a wizard. Um, so so yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's that's all I had. All um, right. Well, then he just wanted to know how he was doing. He wanted you to, you know. I, I think I think you've been doing pretty good. I think you all the things you've talked about. When I actually look back, you actively do them. And I think that adds a lot of credibility to what you said. I have one final request, and that is that Zach, would you give us a lesson of the day? Oh yes. Cap off our night. Oh yeah, of course. Ooh, I'm ready hey, to there. learn. My body is ready. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is: when there's nothing in your back pocket, maybe try the front ones. And that's the that's, lesson of the day. That's. See you later, Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's somewhat suggestive. I, or I don't even know. Anyway, that is a great lesson. I will learn to check my front pockets after my back pockets are empty. Exactly. Uh, and now I've got to get back to um, big bass fishing. Ooh. <laughs> well, you you get to big bass fishing, Drew. You do whatever it is you're doing. Uh, thank you so much for listening, listeners. Have a lovely night. If you have any questions or comments or concerns for us, you can reach us at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That is team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. I got it right this time. Go me. If, um... If you like the music you heard tonight, um, it's by a wonderful musician called Pro Leader, who has all of his tracks up on Bandcamp. Uh, go give him a listen, because he's a super wonderful human being, and I think his music sounds pretty neat. Uh, that's all I got. Good night, everybody. Peace be with you. Later. Later, Bye. Peter.